Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're watching, and welcome to our live show here on the TechSmith channel. If you're listening to the podcast, The Visual Lounge, we're so glad that you're all here and listening. It is 2022, it's a brand new year, and with that, we're starting what we're gonna consider a new season for the sake of the podcast, if you're listening, so you can check out season two. Uh, we hit over 100 episodes in season one, so that's a lot of information over a lot of time. And now we're kicking things off, because you know, at the beginning of the year, there's a thing that we have, people like to do resolutions. We're not gonna talk about resolutions, although we, I did think a great pun would have been to talk about video resolution. Get it, resolution. But we're not gonna do that. We're gonna talk about getting started making this year the year of video. Every year for the last four, five, six, seven years has been called the year of the video. But what's gonna make this year different is our what we do with video. And, and 2022 is shaping up to be really primed. If you're not making videos very often, you're not using them for more than maybe communicating a little bit of information or maybe you're doing some training with them. There are so many things that we can do with video. I wanna talk about some of those things, uh, help you get better, some things that you can focus on throughout this year that will allow you to really uh, kind of court your own, uh, shape your own destiny, if you will, so that you can make videos that are gonna be effective. Now. Today's show, we don't have a guest. Uh, it's just you. Just back to me. This is how it used to be when we first uh, started doing the show. We'll do this every so often, just because I like to talk with you. So, with that said, if you are watching live or listening, go ahead in the chat. You can add questions, put any comments you want me to see. We've got Jesse. She's helping monitor, which we're always grateful for Jesse O'Donnell and all that she does. So, go ahead and make sure you put those in there if you want to ask any questions about video. We've got some time today. We can be sure to answer all the ones that we can. Now, with that said, let's set some ground for video. First of all, if you're here watching, this is a good chance you're already making video and you're probably like, look, Matt, I are, I'm already making video. But if, if you're new to video, I want, I want to lay, lay out the fact that video is actually, can be very simple or it can be very complicated. There's a spectrum of things that you can do with video and it just really depends on what you're trying to accomplish and then how much effort and time and, and kind of resource you want to put into it, right? Like you've got quick, easy recording you can make with something like Snagit, or you can do something much more complicated with all these cool graphics and effects and, uh, you know, multi-cameras and things like that. And depending on what you're trying to do will dictate, should dictate what you're doing. And we're going to be on the kind of the easier end of the spectrum. If you're really into like cinema and creating amazing kind of high quality uh, not even it's about quality, it's more about high effect uh, videos like you might see in the theater, that's that's totally different. So if you're joining with us today, we we'll hope you're, you're getting started. So what kind of videos should you be thinking about making in 2022? Well, think about anytime you have information that you wanna share and it doesn't make to share sense to share that in a real time sense of view. So for instance, let's say you want to share with someone uh, some feedback on a piece of content that they've made. And you could do that, you know, it's a little harder nowadays to go just drop by the office, so you probably would hop on Zoom call and that's there's good value in that to talk it out. But sometimes asynchronously, you know, those times don't meet up, meet up and you're gonna want to, to convey the information. So that's just a thought, right? Like you can make it for very simple, communicate some piece of information. If we go down a little bit more in complexity, maybe you start thinking about things that you wanna teach someone. Maybe it's a piece of software. Maybe you are working for a software company and you need to teach your customers how to use your product, right? Like that could be a little bit more complicated. There's maybe a little bit more to it than just what buttons to push. Maybe there's some thought around the scenario. Uh, maybe you even get more complicated. You got multi-pieces that pe uh, parts and pieces are coming together that you need to talk about and train. So there's lots of types of videos you can make. 
you can you can do whatever it is that you want to convey. And it's a great way. Think about kind of the underlying factor for when you're going to convey is, does it have something you need to share visually? A video is obviously a video a visual medium, and you're going to want to think about this. What is it that you can share that is visual? If you have something that is visual about it, you can you can share it. Now, oftentimes people ask me, hey Matt, you know, I just I just need to record my PowerPoint. Is that a video? What do you guys think? Is recording a PowerPoint a video? I'm in the camp of yes, it is. Some people would probably say no, no, it's not really because it's not very complicated. But here's the thing: is a visual component now. We see a lot of PowerPoints that are not done well in our lives, right? You see the ones with bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, and then the person reads all of them. So you wanna think about, well, what is being conveyed in the visuals of that? And sometimes it might be placeholder stuff to kind of orient the user. Maybe it's got detailed schematics, or maybe it's got something that they actually need to see. Um, but yeah, I think a PowerPoint is another great example of a very simple video. And you can, again, weave these things together. So maybe you've got some camera video, so maybe a talking head, or maybe it's more story-based, or maybe it's even interview-based, right? Like you're interviewing someone, like often we do here on the Visual Lounge, or we've done in the TechSmith Academy, we'll sit down with someone, we'll ask them questions. That's a great use of video as well, right? And it's a component, a piece that you can use, and then you've maybe got PowerPoint, you've got screen recordings, and we're gonna take, we can put all these things together in one video or multiple videos, we don't have to have it, you know, we don't have to use everything in one. So. So be thinking about what kind of video do you want to make this year? What's the kind of video that you haven't attempted to make this year? Uh, or not even this year, because we're just only 13 days into it. But what's the type of video that you think, man, I, I would like to try. And if we're going to set ourselves up for 2022, we need to think about what are what kind of videos can we make? And then start saying, what is the type of video we want to try to make? And I would challenge everybody that's listening to this is let's let's do this. Let's each challenge ourselves to make at least in this next couple months, uh, if sooner is better, because you'll remember it that way, try to make a type of video or a video around something that you've never done before. And I'm not saying topically, but the type of video. Maybe it's recording your screen and editing it. Maybe you're doing a, an information share out. Maybe you're doing a hype style video. You've got a big training course coming up that's gonna roll out in a few months and you wanna get people excited about it, right? Get them, help them understand the reasons behind it. So you wanna think about these things and then Try creating one. Maybe it's going to be a walk and talk. That's where a walk and talk is what, at least what I call, is where you're walking, someone's moving the camera with you as you talk. You see it in news interviews. We've done this for different kind of promotional stuff that we've done. Uh, it's a little harder because you, you need a camera person to do it. Or, you know, maybe you're going to make a uh, more graphic overlay type video where you're using kinetic text and kinetic text, kinetic motion. You're using moving text on your screen versus maybe a screen recording or maybe a static PowerPoint. So pick something. It doesn't matter what it is at this point. Pick something and say, "Let's." I want to make something different. And then the real trick here is you're going to have to go and make sure it works for your audience. Test it out. And I've got a few very specific points I want to go through here in a few minutes. But part of today's episode is really just getting us all to start thinking about like, I've been, we've been talking about video for a long time, but what is it that I can do with it? What is it that I can accomplish with our video? And, and really that's, you know, the sky's the limit here. Now you, you definitely want to be thinking about, is it the right medium for the, the delivery? Is it the right information? You know, is that going to be conveyed well? Do I need to have a person on screen? Do I not? And there's a whole bunch of reasons and things we can talk about and things I can point you to, to, to indicate, kind of give you best practices, but 
I think 2022, what's gonna make it successful in the realm of video is really starting to think about what it is you need and would like to do. Uh, and sometimes we don't need to do a type of video. We could get away with something simple, but to push our skills this year, we're gonna try, we're gonna go a little bit further, a little bit deeper. And that, cause that's what we're all about here at the Visual Lounge. So let's talk about a few specific things we can hope, you know, for you're making resolutions or you're trying to do stuff. Let's talk about a few things uh, that I think will be uh, hopefully beneficial to kind of convey in terms of what can we do to get better? Okay. So if you're watching the video, I've got a PowerPoint presentation. If you're listening, I'm, there's nothing visual here, too much you have to see, uh, but I want you to be aware that there are some, I got a couple things here just as placeholders here. So the number one thing I want everyone to start thinking about, and I kind of already talked about this, but we'll go a little bit deeper, is uh, start thinking about hitting the record button more often. So as you are thinking about the video types, you're working on projects and you're thinking about, does video make sense here? Cause video is not a silver bullet, but start thinking about, can I use, can I record something and being less afraid of starting up recording? Now that could be a screen recording, just opening up Snagit, hitting record and talking to the screen, or maybe it's Camtasia. Maybe it's just you with your phone, but get used to the idea of hitting record because I think there's this like this invisible barrier if I'm here and the record button's there, it is really hard sometimes to hit that record button. And I think if we're gonna get better at video, we need to take this incremental approach. We're not gonna go from, I made my first video to I am James Cameron making Avatar or Steven Spielberg making whatever Steven Spielberg movie he makes that's awesome, right? There's gonna be these incremental gains. Now, some of you may have read a book called Atomic Habits, and there's a gentleman by the name of James Cleary. He's the author of that book. He has a great story, and I, I wanna re relate it to us in terms of this year and getting better in video. Basically, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give the very abbreviated version. He talks about British cycling, if you're a bicycler, right? Like bicycles, and they, were terrible. <laughs> For a long time, they were really terrible. And so one of the things that they did is they hired this coach, uh, and I don't remember his name. I can I can probably look it up. There's a great blog post that's out there. We've got the link in our notes we can we can share. But anyway, the the basically the, the idea behind the, this coach said is we're gonna we're gonna make lots of changes, but they're gonna be small. We're gonna make incremental small little changes. The aggregation of incremental gains is what he called it. Basically the idea behind Atomic Habits is 1% gains, right? Just keep small, 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 small. And instead of seeing just kind of like small, 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 small gains, what you actually saw with British cycling was that these actually were really large gains because of all these little changes that added up to get better. And they, they've become a powerhouse in cycling. Now, you could, you could argue we're not in a competitive sport, so we're not trying to you know, like bulk up, get faster, recover faster, but start thinking about what are the one things, the 1% things I can do differently every time I make a video. And I think one of those, again, is hitting the record button more often. You can't capture something if you don't hit the record button. And sometimes you think, oh, you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it, I'm just gonna say it, I'm gonna just practice it, or I'm not gonna record it, I'm just gonna write an email. But what we should be saying is, could if this could be a video and it makes sense to be a video, let's hit record more often. So let me pause right there because I saw a question came in. Uh, Kim Kimberly's classroom. Thank you, Kimberly, and all everyone for being here live with us. And for those, again, listening post, you can always email us at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com. 
Kimberly's classroom asks, I'm really into GIFs, or yeah, GIFs, uh, animated GIFs, or GIFIs, I guess, animated GIFs for learning and development. I just started creating these. Do you have any suggestions for GIFIs? Let's, let's hold on that question, it's a great question. And I think some of the things we're talking about for video may apply. Uh, I would I would argue even this first one, right? The idea of using GIFs, try using more GIFs. Like, get used to using them, looking for things that are going to work from a learning and development standpoint. But there's some, I think there's some different things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin on that one and we're gonna come back to that. So if you just stick with us, let's, we'll get a little bit further. And again, anyone else with questions? So what we do here on the Visual Lounge, we, we talk about stuff around video and images and creating stuff, getting better, and we try to help you guys be more successful. So if number one is hit the record button more often, the number two one that I wanna talk about in this process of getting better and kind of incremental gains is give your takes space. And when I say takes, that means that give your recordings some space. And so what does this mean? It means learning to pause, learning to breathe a little bit more between the things that you say. Now, as anyone who's listened to the show for a while would know, and you're probably experiencing right now, I talk fast. I go and go, 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 right? It's like, I can't get it out fast enough to make you hear it sooner. I was like, it's gotta get out of my mouth. So one of the things I'm going to be working on this year is giving my takes some more space. And why would I do this? Why would I want silence or dead air? What, what is the purpose of that? And the purpose is, is that that's going to give you more room to edit. Because if you are always constantly going boom, 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 it's going to be really hard to cut. It's gonna be hard to take out a chunk that didn't work. It's gonna be hard to piece together pieces that did work. Because remember, if we're recording more already, there's gonna be things you don't want. And we're gonna, we'll talk more about editing here in a, in a couple minutes, but so I think this is about learning to just give yourself some space. And we've, we've got some stuff that's coming down the pipe. I don't wanna to give too much away, but we've got a really great creator working on a TechSmith Academy course that talked about this and it, it clicked for me. Some of the other things that he's doing are, is amazing. It's gonna, he's gonna help us to learn how to do, but it's, it all starts with this premise of we need some space. And that might, you might think, well, I, I'm gonna say three minutes and then give myself space. I think it's gonna be much smaller increments, right? You're gonna say phrases. You might say a full sentence, but I think we wanna keep it at the phrase level. So if we leave ourselves enough space, then what we can do is cut those out. Now, when you're live with a, like I am today, it's gonna to be a little different than it is when you're doing a recording in a studio, in your office, wherever you might be, because again, it's based on the premise we're gonna, we're gonna have to cut and edit a little bit and we can get rid of the bad stuff. We can also really emphasize the good stuff, right? Get rid of the extra stuff. Spaces are your friend in video, in video creation, whether it's a screen recording or on camera, it's gonna allow you to, to be able to massage your message a little bit more clearly. Same with audio recording, right? You wanna leave it, because if you've ever tried to cut out something in the middle of a phrase or a sentence that didn't quite work, uh, it's really difficult. So give yourself, give yourself some of that breathing space. Okay, moving forward, a couple more, to, a couple more things I want you to be thinking about as you think about getting better video this year. So, the next one, and this I, I, I think this makes sense, especially if you're been a long time with TechSmith. But you need to learn your tools, and when I say learning your tools, there's a lot of tools to learn here. Uh, 
first and foremost, you want to, if you're doing ca on camera video, learn your camera, learn your microphone, learn about your lighting. What is it that they do? What can they do? How are they doing it right now? Are they doing it well? Are you satisfied? Are you not satisfied? Are there things that you think could be better with it? For instance, the placement of your microphone. Is it there's something if you have a mixer that you should be dialing? I've got too much bass, too little bass, not enough trouble. Is your camera auto white balancing and it's changing things that you don't like? Are your lights behind you distracting? Start thinking about all those physical tools and then also start thinking about the digital tools. So for instance, we just talked about leaving this white space. Well, if you're gonna leave this kind of space in your recording, what are you gonna do? You need to edit. So learn how you can use your tools more effectively. And when I say learn how to use them, I don't mean literally learn what button cuts, but learn how to make it faster. Get your workflow down, and we'll talk more about workflows here in a second, but learn the things that are gonna allow you to become more efficient because we start adding things to our videos to make them a little bit more I guess, involved in the creation process, that means it's gonna take more time. And that's not always what we want, right? We wanna be fast. So learn how to make your, your, use your tools for your advantage so that you can go faster. Hotkeys. You know, I've got, um, and we've talked, I've talked a little bit about this, uh, this little stream deck here. Let's see if it will focus. It's got all the things for right now. It's, it's I'm using it for switching between the PowerPoint presentation and the camera but I've got it set up to do stuff in Camtasia. I've even got it set up to do stuff in other programs as well. So I don't have to do, you know, I can just push a button and it's boom, it does that thing. So use your tools, learn how to use them well. Uh, and that will be, will be very, very helpful because we want to, again, the aggregation of incremental gains, right? And that includes in our speed and our process of editing, we want to get a little faster. And I've got some other things that will help us in a second. So, um, elder, elder law professor, welcome, we're glad you're here, says all my videos so far have been for law students and lawyers. Now I wanna make YouTube videos so senior, for, I'm assuming that's for seniors. Any suggestions about making videos that are going to be seen and are not boring? That's a great question. This, I, I wanna, you know, I'm gonna make a note here. Uh, Jesse, if you'll save this question, I wanna do, I think we need to do a whole episode on this, but for right now, let me give you a short answer because I think this is really important. Your audience has a need. They're coming to YouTube or to your website, to your, your academy, whatever it is you're creating, they, they've got a need and they need to solve their problem, right? For instance, a car battery in, in my wife's van just died. My need was I needed to change that battery. And I looked under the hood and what was there? There was no battery, not, not visible, right? It was buried under some other stuff. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't know how to take this other stuff apart to get to the battery. So what did I do? I went to YouTube, watched a video, replayed that video, went and got the battery, you know, did the things I needed to do to fix it. So when you think about what's boring, now uh, senior law professor, uh, elder law professor, you know, think about what is it that those people on YouTube need? and is it boring because you're you're a boring presenter or is it boring because it's a boring topic? And there are lots of boring topics out there. I don't think anyone has to be a boring person. You can, you can work on your delivery, you can work on your approach, but from a topic, how do you make that relevant? If a topic is relevant to me, it's probably not that boring. You know, we, we all have our esoteric kind of hobbies and things that we're into. 
Uh, I have a tool that I use that creates maps that I use for a game I play. Uh, and I watch a lot of videos and it's, you know what? It's actually kind of boring stuff for the most part because it's like, here's how you use this tool, it's tutorials. But because I'm interested, I'm willing to watch it over and over again. So I think, think about that content. How do you make it relevant to the audience you're targeting? How do you then build in stories? Uh, you know, things that are generally gonna be good approaches to be interesting. You gotta be interesting. So, okay. So we've talked about our tools. I think that's a, a, a good one. So let's, let's keep going here. We'll get to other questions, things here in a second. This one is very, very specific. And it goes right along with learning your tools. And I'm gonna say it's called love the L and the J. And you're probably saying the what and the what, right? What's the L and what's the J? Now notice there's a picture of scissors here. So let me put that back on the screen. There's a picture of scissors. The L and the J cut. These are, this is a made up term. But when you think about it, when you're editing video, most video editors, including Camtasia, are, have multiple tracks. Meaning, and I do a lot of editing, it's just on one track. It's like track, 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 track. But when you're starting to bring things together, you can put video, video, and they can be layered on top of each other. And so the audio can kind of run under this top track without being associated with the top track. So you, I'm not gonna try to go into too much detail here because there's other things that we've done. You can find it on our YouTube channel. You can find it on the blog about L cuts and J cuts. But I wanted to bring it up here today because it's not just about the L and the J. Those are just two examples, but it's learning about the trade of video editing, the craft of video editing, learning how to apply these things and, and being willing to go out and say like, I don't know everything about video editing, but how can I uh, style my videos so they're gonna feel more approachable? It's gonna flow better. And the L and the J cut are just part of that. Really, truly they just are. It is a way to layer two clips together. And one of them, it will look like a J, boop, kind of the, this one, and then one of them looks like an L. So if this is the track, this is the track, you know, they're laid on top, you can see the L, right? So that's really what it's about. Again, I don't wanna go into too much detail there because it's one of those things we could spend a lot of time in the video editing, but I mostly wanted to give, again, emphasize, as you're learning the tool, learn some of these specific editing kind of approaches. L and J are just what we call it. Again, we'll you'll find lots of information out there, but uh, I would say go learn what video editors are doing. People who are really in the craft, there's tons of videos, tons of people out there that are willing to teach you these things. You don't have to know every cool, crazy, kind of funky thing, but just knowing a few things will help you understand how to make things more compelling, more interesting, that look and feel better. I think that's the key, right? We want to look and we want our videos to look and feel better. Like they're, they they belong. The cut belongs. It's not jump, jump cuts are fine, but we want to we want to make sure that we're we're progressing our game because people they can watch videos and they'll know, right? Like they won't care if the information's good, but it feels better. There's something about like when you have something that's nice and you're like, I know this does the same thing as this other thing, but it feels nice. It feels good. I there's there is a kind of user experience value in that. And, and that's true of videos too. And we want, we want to make sure people are getting that from our videos. Okay, so still, still moving forward here, just checking questions and things like that. I see there's a lot of chatter. I'm, I'm focused on the screen, so I'm not, not reading too many of them though. Next up though, make and use templates. So 
This one is a little trickier just because you might be like, oh, gosh, I don't even know what a template would be. I don't know what would be in a template. And I think this is one where you start, you start very simple. But start thinking about formulas in, a, in, in essence. What is it that your videos need kind of continually? If you're going to make more than one video this year, are you going to make several that are similar? And what can you do to kind of just make it as easy as possible to go in and put that video together? Now, a template might be a structure. You know, you might lay out like placeholders in Camtasia. You, you, a template might have things like a lower third, which is like this graphic right here that says your name, it's just built and ready to go, right? And we'll talk more about some assets, but maybe you've got a template set up so you don't have to think about that anymore. Or maybe you know there are certain transitions in your template that are gonna get applied at certain points, or you're just starting to think about what are all the things you can, you can stop thinking about? I want you to spend more time thinking about editing the content. What is the content? How does it come together? What is a message? How do we make this compelling versus the other things? The other things are important, right? Having a lower third in your video can be valuable, especially if it's someone that your audience might not know who they are. Or maybe it's a place location because you're showing them that something new or it's a, it, it, it mentions what the machine is that you're talking about or you know where to look in their software. There's lots of reasons you might have these other things, but why should we spend all of our time rethinking that every time we make a video? Now, here's, two, we're gonna say 2021 Matt. Here's what 2021 Matt said. Yeah, but that's boring. Oh, so boring. I don't want to, I want to, I want to redo it. I want to make it better every single time. And that's okay. We want to make things better. However, we're spending a lot of time in our videos, I believe, and I know I am, rethinking things every single time when I don't need to. I, I, I just need to spend the time up front building that template out, getting the things in order so that I can really focus on content. So be thinking about what are the kind of the guiding things that you need in a majority of your videos? You're always gonna find one-offs, things that don't fit the mold, things that aren't gonna be like, well, this one's really different, we need something here, it's, you know, or we need to do something new because it's a new brand, a new topic, a, a new focus. But if you're making videos once a month, the other thing it's gonna do for you is help you so that you don't have to remember what goes into making a video. You can even make a, a video that has J cuts and L cuts and you're like, just to look at and be like, okay, yep, I remember what a J cut is because I can see it, I can, there's an L cut, right? You can start thinking about how you might create templates. Camtasia, by the way, has great ability to create templates. And if you're working in a team, this is even better because, you know, I've got the things that I, I, I like, Andy's got the things that Andy makes, Jesse's got things that she makes, but all of a sudden we look very different. We've got different stylings, different approaches, and there's still gonna be some of that because personality is gonna come through, but what if all of a sudden we have the same template and we're working from a base? Again, it's not gonna work for every video, but if it did it for 50% of your videos or 80% of your videos, think about the gain in time that you're gonna have because you're not gonna have to spend time thinking about that. So just keep templates in mind, something I think is important. And with that, the other thing is, and I can't believe I'm saying this, everyone, because <laughs> I'm not a fan of standards. But if you're making videos in 2022, we need to, you need to get your standards. And by standards, there's lots of standards you might have, but things kind of along with a line of template. What are the colors? What are the colors that go in your videos? 
And is it a product? Is, is that based on your product? Is that based on the channel that you're doing? Is it based on the topic? Okay, make those decisions and make them clear and save them in a place where you know where they are, build it into the tools that you're using so that you don't have to go back and find the hex code for that color. You know, TechSmith is a, we, we use this yellow, right? I don't wanna have to find the yellow over and over again. Fonts, what fonts are you going to use? Maybe you have two or three fonts that you use, but make sure that you've set them up and you're ready to use them and you're not thinking about, well, gosh, should I use Museo Slab here or should I use Cabin or should I use Proxima Nova or should I use OpenSan? Lots of decisions. You don't have, make it once. And again, you can iterate over time, but standards are there for a reason, right? One, you want consistency. So if you're doing this for yourself, uh, so for instance, uh, the other law professor, think about what are, just pick those things. And again, you can adapt and change over time, but maybe you're using this for a 10, 20, 30 videos. And then you can adjust and like, yeah, that's really not conveying the feeling we want or the, the mood, you know, the yellow's wrong, so I wanna go blue or whatever it might be. But we're trying to remove some of the decisions. So not only are we gonna add things to our videos, we're gonna be removing as well, kind of this thought process. So when you get into video editing, again, where should you spend your time? You should be spending on, is this the message? Am I bringing the right pieces together to convey the right information? And if, not, if you're spending other time on like, fonts and colors and which type of callouts you're going to use, that's fine. You're gonna have to make those decisions at some point, but let's not have to make them every single time. It, and I know it sounds boring, but your audience will also appreciate the consistency. So standards, I know, go figure, right? Who, who would have thought that the year of video 2022, making video better, it would come down to doing some stuff, not having to do some stuff, right? And I think that's, again, we just wanna free up our, our kind of our brain power to, to do other things. Now this one, this next one is gonna be a, a shock to no one, really. You know, and you might even be saying there's nothing left for me to do at this point, but if you're making video, and it is camera video in particular, uh, screen recording is a little easier. Hopefully you've got Camtasia to do that or you're using Snagit. Uh, not a lot to upgrade other than the version. But if you're in a space, you wanna start thinking about what is the gear you're using? How old is that gear? Because some of us have gear that is older than last year or 2020. Uh, and how is your space? So. You know, I, I, I'm good friends with Andy Owen. He is our video producer and we, we, he's been on the show a number of times and we, we were really pushing each other to get better at things, certain things around video and he has really gone and upgraded the video and I, I said to him, and I kid you not, it was today. I said, Andy, you've leapfrogged my visual look by leaps and bounds. I, I need to tear everything down and start over to get it better. Uh, that's maybe a little of an exaggeration tearing down, but. Uh, but here's the thing, we can always be, if we're trying to improve, we need to start thinking about, you know, if I've been doing this for a while, a year, two years, three years, what, what does get me to the next step? And some of those are not, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of beginning early steps. I'm at the point where it's kind of getting to be big steps, right? Like what else can I do? But start thinking about, you know, you've been using a webcam, uh, you know, is that still working for you? Or you've been using your built-in camera on your like, your laptop. 
is that good enough still if you're making videos? You know, you've got, maybe you've been using your smartphone. Maybe it's time to see what else there is or a different microphone. You know, if you're finding that it's not giving you what you want and gear is part of it, but look at your space and that could be, if you're in the in an office, like, can we dedicate some space for a green screen? Or can we get some lights that we don't have to keep taking up and down? You know, my one of my next things is I, I really wanna get a light for behind here to wash. There's a lot of gray behind me. So it's it's not probably the biggest thing you can do to get make better videos, but it's something that we should be thinking about. It's like, along with knowing the gear that we have, what's, what's the little tweaks? What's the little things that we can do to enhance what we've got? And those by far are probably less important again, then the content of your video, making sure you're focused on helping people to be successful, teaching them, sharing the information with them, making sure they can understand it. But you wanna, you know, let's, let's all agree where I'm like, yeah, you start where you are, but wherever you are, pick, pick that 1%. Keep, keep plugging away at the 1%. Um, at some point, there's gonna be diminishing returns, right? Like, I don't need different lights in front of me. Adding more light in front of me is not going to uh, solve the issue. <clears throat> it's it's the other stuff that I need to do, and and so there's some definitely some one percent gains. I mean, maybe it's time the Stay Puff Marshmallow's back there. Maybe it's time uh, he's not in the background. I, I rethink about what my decorations are. So we can definitely think about gate uh, space and our gear. Now this next one is another hard thing, and this will be one of the things. I, uh, toward the end of our list here, but I want everyone to really consider this um, because this is gonna be difficult. I, you know, we, we've got a lot of things we can do that are pretty easy, but this one is, is, is challenging for a lot of reasons. So let's, let's look at it. In 2022, as you're making videos, I would challenge you all, and myself included in this, to get more feedback earlier on your videos. And, the reason I think this is really important because if we are having a growth mindset year, we're gonna incremental aggregation of incremental grain gains 1%, 1%, which you know is hard to see sometimes. We need to make sure the things that we're doing actually correlate to improvement. So I could go and improve my microphone, my lighting, I could do all these things. And if I think they're great, that's, that's good. I, I know I have a pretty good sense. It feels better. It looks better. I feel like it's doing a better job. But if it's not actually achieving the goal and think about whatever your goal is, it's to teach someone, to help someone, to inform someone, to entertain someone, whatever your goal is with that video, you need to make sure it's working. And you should be asking specifically, because here, here's what's going to happen. You're going to say, oh, I'm gonna take Matt up on this challenge. I'm gonna go ask for more feedback. And you're gonna go, and uh, maybe I'll go to Jesse and I'll say, Jesse, give me feedback on this video. And she'll say, it looks great. And I'm not picking on Jesse, but this is what everybody does. It looks great, Matt. It looks good. And I'll be like, okay, that's not helpful. But if I go and say, hey, Jesse, here's what I did different. I, I changed this. I tried doing, I did some L cuts and J cuts. How does, it, how does the video flow? Maybe you don't even tell her that you did, did J cuts and L cuts. How does this video flow? Does it feel cleaner, smoother? and start looking at those types of things, I think you'll see that if you ask for specific feedback, you're going to be able to take that feedback and get better at whatever you're doing. And this is, this is a true principle, whether you're creating instructional content, you're writing technical documentation, uh, you're helping your customers be successful with your software, whatever it is you're doing, this feedback loop is going to be really, really important. But with video, and you wanna make sure you're asking it for it because, and you wanna be specific because 
Otherwise, you don't know. You can even put stuff out on YouTube and your audience on YouTube doesn't necessarily tell you if it's better or not. They'll tell you that it didn't work for them or they didn't like your content. They'll tell you like, great, works, thanks. But they're not going to be able to tell you like the difference. And so here's what I'd ask is be specific in your asking for your feedback. What is it that you want to know? Maybe pick one or two things that you've tried differently and ask like, hey, did this work? Uh, did you feel like the audio was better than it has been or whatever it might be? And you'll know the areas that you're working on. But without that loop, you're not going to get better. So let's make sure we're, we're taking that into account this year. I mean, we've got a lot of things that we, we can do. There's probably, there's many more things you could do to make better videos. But those are some of the keys. And hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Because I think, you know, if you're building a template, get feedback on it. Uh, if you're, you know, using standards, are, is this the right standards? Does it look right? Does it feel right? If you're, you know, uh, you've learned your tools. Does it feel like I'm, you know, am I getting faster? Uh, and if you're looking for ways to get feedback on video, may I recommend, uh, there are tools out there that will give you feedback. For instance, uh, if you use, uh, I believe, Nomia Pro, which is a subscription Camtasia, it's just, or with TechSmith, that has an area where you can give, leave comments at points in time. There's videoreview.techsmith.com you could use that as well. Uh, those have a paid component, so that might not be ideal. Uh, there's lots of tools that have this ability to give feedback, though, at a point in time in a video, and I do recommend that as being most optimal. Or if you don't have that, here's how I did it for years. Email zero colon 37. If it's at 37 seconds, then I type out the thing. It's a little harder for the person to give the feedback, but you just type the time, Sam, and, and there you go. So those are just some advice that I would give you starting off 2022. We got, you know, this year we're looking ahead at the visual lounge. We've got some really great guests coming. We've got people that are gonna be talking about learning. We've got people who are gonna be talking about video. We're gonna, we're gonna be focusing on some image creation and making better images and all these types of things. But here's the, here's the deal, I need your feedback. If there's things that you wanna learn about, you need to tell us. Let us know at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com or on social media, you can, you can tag at techsmith. And we want to know what's going to make your year of video even better. Who could we talk to? What, what would you want us to talk about? So with that said, I do want to make sure we've got a couple other questions here. I want to go through those. So if there's other things you'd like us to, to answer today, let me know. We'll, we've got some time here. So I'm going to, let's see. I did see a question about lights. So let's, let's talk hardware for a second. Uh, Kimberly's Classroom said, speaking about lights... I wear glasses. How do I set up lights so I can't see them in my lenses? Uh, so I think this is a good one. And it's a good one about this is this is a great example of that kind of incremental gain, right? Like it's not a big deal if your lights are reflected in your glasses, but it is a deal. And it's like, well, that's distracting to me. Maybe it's distracting to my audience. So a couple things. You notice I'm not wearing glasses. I'm a glasses wearer. However, it's primarily for distance, although with age that changes. Uh, so it doesn't, I don't wear my glasses when I'm working on my computer. So it's just easy to be here without it. So one, if you don't have to wear glasses, you don't have to wear glasses. I know that's not an option for everybody. Next, particularly in my environment right now, my lights, uh, it's a little hard to see. I can't, there's not a good way to show you this. My lights are actually up higher. So if my head is here, probably two foot higher is the light to my right and about one and a half higher is my light light to the left. And they're angled down a little bit, so you can see kind of like the shadow here. 
and for those on the podcast, I'm just holding my hand up and you can see that the, the light's coming from a higher angle. So put them up higher and angle them down a little bit can help because then it's hitting, gonna hit the glass, the lenses of your glasses a little differently. Um, the other thing is you can, you can adjust and tilt your glasses a little bit to see if you can adjust them in such a way that it, it makes sense. Other than that, it's really about trial and error and moving your lights around maybe off to the side a little bit more or moving them back a little bit. Uh, you know, some of it depends on the type of light. You probably won't get rid of all of the reflection 100%. Uh, it's, it's really challenging to do. Hopefully you will, but, but definitely play with the height, play with the angle, and then play with the distance. Um, and that, that, will, that will take care of a lot of the issues. Uh, it helps to you know not, not have them too close, and the angles help because then it's not getting a kind of direct, direct down your eyes. And the worst case scenario, Worst case scenario, you've got reflections in your glasses. People know you. If everything else is looking good, um, maybe it's not such a big deal. But good, great question. What a great way to increment being better. Okay, so uh, another question here. Uh, Jim says, could you talk more about the efficacy of the Stream Deck? What does it do to help you? Uh, the Stream Deck is basically this little switcher again. Uh, really what it does for me, Jim, is it makes particularly for live episodes, I can switch things around. That makes it just one button push. When I'm using it for other programs, I'm not saying you should go out and buy it for Camtasia or Snagit, but for Camtasia, I do have it set up. I'm gonna just try holding this up here. You can see I've got all these kind of labels, uh, export frame, I've got a transition button, I've got, these are just hotkeys. You can learn the hotkeys on, you can program hotkeys on the keyboard. I have found that for some things, it's just easy for me to not have to remember. I can just go like, Yep, there's a save button right there. Of course I can hit like command S or whatever in Camtasia, but it's just a way to kind of speed up some of the things that I do regularly that maybe I don't always remember the hotkey for, like grow my track, shrink my track, uh, ripple delete. There's a couple, you know, it's like a multi-step, uh, you know, right click, choose. So I'm just trying to, it's just, it's about speed. That's all it is, efficacy of, effectiveness of speed, right? Uh, things that I don't have to, to really do, I don't have to move my mouse, right click, do multiple steps, but good question. And, and you might find your own ways to do that, right? You might find other ways to do, to speed your own editing up. Okay, we got another question coming in. I work as, Kimberly, I'm still, I still wanna talk about animated GIFs for here for a second, but I'm, I'm waiting for this question to come in because it looks like it's about teleprompters because, uh, you know, if you want to speed up your video creation, a teleprompter might be a way to do it. It might not, depending on what you're trying to do. But it says, okay, uh, if you have any another tool thing you want to mention, yeah, okay, Andy gave an example. So Macy's Jesse's sharing. Teleprompters are a great thing. Here's, here's what's true about teleprompters, though. They require skill. And I don't mean that in a, like, oh, it's impossible to do. It means that you're going to introduce yet another thing. So be, be ready for this. I have, you know, I could not use a teleprompter in live stream. When I am in a studio and we're recording something, I have used a teleprompter, but reading from a teleprompter is different than speaking. There is a pacing and you need to be able to read like you're not reading, which takes a lot of practice. It also is about timing. So you need to have it moving at a pace that you can read naturally. But teleprompters are great. If you're going to be doing scripted content, that's another way to maybe improve the quality of your content this year is like saying, hey, I'm gonna do more than an outline. I'm gonna do a script because it will give you precision. 
and precision will allow you to make exactly the thing you want. Whereas if you're going off the cuff or maybe just an outline, you might have to fudge things because you're like, well, I said that there and I didn't want it there. The script is going to be like, I know exactly what I'm going to say and you can time everything. Yep, I said this, I said this, I said this, exactly the way that I want it. So, okay, good question, good good thought. Another thing you can do. Let's, let's talk about animated GIFs. If we're looking at the spectrum of the family of videos, an animated GIF is not a video, technically. It is, it is its own kind of property. It's, you know, the idea behind an animated GIF is it's an image that moves or it could be, it could be a clip of a video, then it's gonna loop, right? So if you're gonna be creating an animated GIF, there's some things that are important and we've got some other content here. We did an episode, uh, a live stream episode a long time ago with Daniel uh, Foster about animated GIFs. I, that would be well worth checking out. If I don't know if we, we might have to dig to get the, the link for that. But what's true about animated GIFs that's not true about video is one, it's gonna loop. It, it doesn't have to, but it generally does. Two, animated GIFs should be short. The, the file format, uh, unless you're using an MP4 file format, and this is getting a little technical here, tends to explode if it gets too long. And so it should be short and it should be understandable without context of anything else. You should be able to watch the animated GIF and get it with no sound, no captions per, uh, perhaps you could probably add captions, it's complicated. But like you just want it to stand alone and be one thing. And that one thing is gonna be from three to maybe 15 seconds. And now the other thing is there's no controls. So an animated GIF has no controls so that if someone comes in at eight seconds and it's looping, they have to be able to wait the rest of the time for it to start back over to get the full context. So I think keep that in mind. Keep in mind that you know it should be very simple it should be straightforward. It should be one thing, one step. Um, you want it to make sense. Like if it is a step, maybe that there's a clear break, unless you're trying to do something like, you know, it looks like an infinite loop, uh, which is more for entertainment than it is for instruction. Uh, I, would, I would point you to, for some good example and uses, the TechSmith website. If you go to techsmith.com slash, uh, I believe it's tutorial.htm, uh, .htm are basically our tutorial site. You've got the video and then down below you've got snippets. Those are really great instructional uh, animated GIFs. And so, you know, I don't have a lot more to say other than be, you know, be smart about what content you're putting in there. Don't expect it to be high resolution. It shouldn't be the highest, biggest quality because that's gonna blow up the file size. Um, and, and then the other thing is, again, making sure that the, that context is clear and it's gonna be understandable. I, I do not personally like videos and animated GIFs where I feel like I'm working really hard to understand because there's no audio, like what's what's going on when it's leading me through multiple steps, unless they're super simple. It's like, well, okay, one, two, three, oh, okay, and I'll wait, wait for it to come back around, now I'm on step two, come back around, now I'm on step three. So just be mindful of kind of that flow and that dynamic. So hope that helps. Well, everyone, Lots, it looks like there's been some great conversations going on. I hope everyone listening, I hope you've enjoyed this today. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've got that growth mindset. You're thinking about kind of the aggregation of marginal gains. What's your 1% this week? What's your 1% next week? What's your 1% when you're going to do your next video? Record, remember, hit record more often. Here, let's actually, uh, let's let's do this real quick because I, I want to just recap here. Uh, so you're, you're in video. Things to think about. One, hit record more often. Two, 
give yourself some space space between the takes breathe allow your make it easier for yourself to edit you know learn the tools that you're using cameras software whatever it might be love the l and the j the l cut the j cut learn to edit learn some of these principles of editing to make your editing a little smoother and faster use and make and use templates that are going to help you to speed up and think less about the content that you need to create Get those standards in place. Again, we're going to reduce that kind of cognitive load when we're in the video editing. You don't have to make a decision if you've already made it, right? You, I know this is the font. I'm not going to make it again. The decision again. Look at your gear. Upgrade what you can if it makes sense. And then seek out more feedback. And there we have it. That's, that's going to lead us down to a successful 2022. And we're excited to be on this journey with you. We will be back next week. We've got Andrew Ken. If he can, you can too. He talks about video creation. You might have seen a previous episode we did. We played an old interview, but he's back. Uh, we're going to have him in person uh, in terms of remote, uh, but live on the show as we talk with Andrew about great things. So with that said, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we're so grateful for you to take the time to want to learn to become better at video. And we hope that you take a little time every single day to level up. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>